The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. At Zed, we're all about moving with the times. And now it's time to be part of the climate change solution and move on from fossil fuels. As a company providing fuel to people all over the country, we also know we have a real opportunity to lead that change. We're committed to keeping Aotearoa moving by providing the right energy for everyone. We believe that innovation in fuel and how it's used can make a huge difference to our planet. Find out more at zed.co.nz. Welcome along to the real pod. Wow, what? it's a yeah. jingle now. Excuse me, Whoa. sorry. Whoa. <laughs> that's that's a spoiler alert. Alex, wombat poo coming out. <laughs> <laughs> You're home. Okay, my name's Jane Yee. I'm joined by Alex Casey and Duncan Greve. This is your real life in New Zealand and reality TV recap podcast or something like that. So, like, pithy, just rolls off the <laughs> <Whatever. laughs> uh, We've got a, a very exciting podcast for you today. First of all, well, not first of all, last of all, we will be recapping The Bachelorette NZ, now a whopping three nights a week. And uh, Tara Ward, uh, TV writer for the spin-off, will be zooming in from Wellington? New Plymouth. New Plymouth, close enough. The spin-off's New Plymouth correspondent. And we'll be kicking Alex Casey out because she worked Mm. on the show and she's now allowed to talk about it. Yeah, there was some, we weren't clear about that last time, apparently. There was a lot of chatter in the corner. Was there? A lot of confusion. Well, Mm. no, it was uh, Stuart Stuart Simon Lund threw us under the bus, uh, said that we were vague. Uh, and, and that is the real pod way. That's that, defamatory. That, 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 <laughs> Where is your evidence? Very good accurate reporting. <laughs> that was his live updates. It's our live <laughs> updates editor, in case you didn't know. But yes, because I worked on the season, I will be removing myself from all reality check to do with The Bachelorette. I will not be in the room because I, uh, it's church and state for me. Okay, but uh, other things that we've got coming up on the podcast, just all the usual just like Wayne's World, we've got um, more more corn corn themed snacks to review, a community notice board, and big big time question in Collins Cranny. Is it a question or a statement? Oh, we have to wait. It's and a see. thought starter. Uh, warning you now that if you're hanging around for the Max Key Corner Sting, it's not going to happen because we don't have any news on Max. We're sort of. Protest- I think we just play the Sting anyway. But then I feel like we need to kind of by removing it, it's sort of. More than any other signal in his life, it, it says you need to be more active, mate. You need to get something. Okay. I mean, okay. he did stop all social media activity around the time that we stopped making the real pod. Which was also around the time. That interesting. COVID. Yeah. So mm. you, do, you the do the math. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, need, we need to do a little real life update. There's puzzle news. Um, we've got puzzle news. Are we, are we just going to get it straight into it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else. We don't, we don't have Nando's anymore to... I mean, we still love them. But we still thank them. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Nando's. Thank you for everything. Um, we'll <laughs> look out, Jane, future. for the next 13 birthdays. Because <laughs> my mum's been buying up a storm on trade me. Yay! <laughs> she bought 13 puzzles for $26, which I thought was I thought was a pretty good deal. I, I also think she could probably make a lot of money out of um, 
breaking those down into individual puzzles. Like it feels like everything's been been huge inflation, especially stay at homey mm. stuff. I got I got to tell you, there's a lot of puzzles in op shops uh, and the like. There's no shortage of we're not of puzzles running out. We're not. What's your feeling about the puzzles that are like cryptic or have like a secret to unlock or are kind of backwards? Get the fuck out. Really? I'm a purist. <laughs> give, give, me, give me an oil painting any day. A deeply <laughs> conservative puzzler. <laughs> There's this quite interesting one she's got, which is called The Pharaoh's Curse. And it's on the front is just a picture of a black cat in front of what looks sort of like a tomb with some sort of hieroglyphics around it. But then it's like, disclaimer, this is not what the puzzle looks like. Yeah, I mean, why <laughs> even do that? <laughs> so it's like, well, <laughs> you just put I don't anything know what I feel quite passionately about this. I hate those bloody was 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 no, they're not was gidge. I mean, you can't even say it. Everyone says it wrong. Mm. Uh, just put the picture that you're supposed to be replicating on the front of the box, motherfucker. <laughs> what about the ones that are white? Just white. <laughs> I have one that's. A, I have a puzzle that's a, a gradient that just goes from black to white, and it is. See that to me is just. It's, as it's bad. the worst time of my yeah. life. Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. Uh, anyway, that's puzzle news. It's just puzzle news. I just want to say I don't. I just there is a risk when you're buying secondhand puzzles about the missing, missing pieces, pieces, which is an incredibly unsatisfying way to spend a couple of days to get mm. to the end and realise that you've got two bits missing. That could be a good job for you at an op shop. Terrible job. Doing all the little, you know. So <laughs> I like to do it for pleasure, not for work. <laughs> I feel like if I had to do it for a job, that would ruin it. But you could just count them, right? Right, you don't have to actually do them. Oh, uh, yeah, but then someone could be slipping in. Yeah, there could be, a, you know, <laughs> That filler, would be such a fiendish thing to do. Just like, yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, let's move on. Let's move on to TikTok. Big news. I was hoping they'd be, like, deeper into the pod. Like I, I, um, <laughs> and I don't know whether I should be airing my sort of home concerns basically one of my daughters is is getting heavily into tiktok she's just an observer not a not a contributor but there's been this vegan teacher who she's been consumed with rage at for ages and robin's a vegetarian and very um you know simpatico with with the vegan cause but this this vegan teacher i've never actually seen is apparently just like extremely militant and basically says if you if you are not a vegan, I'm just paraphrasing. This is extreme hearsay here. If you're not a vegan, then you you you're a, you're a terrible person, and and um, that everyone should be a vegan to the point where even if it, there is some kind of health reason that suggests you shouldn't, you must be one. And and it was all kind of okay. That that's sort of fine. This is early social media. You're, you're just beginning your journey into hell. Um, but then that they've got this new thing where all of the the whatever TikTok community she's in, which is basically vegan sympathetic but not militant, somehow that, that narrow band, is... Um, Sorry, how old is Robin? She's 11. Yes, okay. They're going to report... They're all planning to mass report the vegan on... the vegan teacher on February 12th. And I'm like, it's not... And she's like, you know, she, there, she says she's got into her head that there are people dying because they're... <laughs> this, this teacher is pressuring them such that they, they transform their diets into things that harm them. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. Mm. And also, like, you know, I'm trying to te- teach her about acceptable boundaries for speech, like hate speech is bad, and, and she's getting very upset over it. And I, I'm, I'm really struggling to – my powers of persuasion are not not cutting through. I'm it's, with Robin. 
<laughs> February 12th. <laughs> so you're on the top. I'll already put it in my cow. Um, God. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you either. I don't understand TikTok. I find it hard to use. It's Why don't you start a TikTok? That'll get her off. That'll get her off. That, that's, a, that's a good idea. I don't necessarily want her off. I just, like, it's um, it's sort of maddening this. Or, or I, I don't know whether to sort of a, applaud her kind of desire for moderation, which mm. is a lack of militancy, or be freaked out about her attempting to cancel someone for basically just being annoying, which, you know, like, fair play, that's probably the main reason someone should be cancelled. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's... it's it's uh, Anyway, I'll, I'll, we're, we're going to discuss it over dinner tonight. Hopefully there's some resolution that... But, you know, mm. it's, oh it's my God, complicated. Duncan, it's so complicated. Uh, just take a step back, zoom out, and think about all the terrible things she could be looking at and doing and engaging with on TikTok. And being a bit angry at someone for being over the top with their veganism. But, 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 like but, but, but like this, it's hard to know what's going on. I probably should look at the content. Look at the content. Look at the content. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll bring you, bring you an update next week. Mittens got kidnapped. Good. And when Catnapped. I say, Catnapped. <laughs> when I say mittens, I don't mean the ones that you wear on your hands. I mean the famous Wellington cat. Is that not the first mittens you think of? Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel know like Duncan was drawing you a blank. <gasps> you don't know who mittens is. <laughs> I feel like I've really let the team down. I'm going to cancel you on February 12th. <laughs> oh, no. Can you do 13th? Because we've got the vegan on the 12th. Oh, yeah, sorry. There's a lot of cat news this week. Well, Mittens is like the unofficial cat mayor of Wellington, right? Yes. I mean, I think a lot of people kind of hate Mittens almost. Mittens is beloved, but I think that Ben Thomas might hate Mittens. Is yeah. there a backlash? I think of, there's of a little one bit of, of Ben Thomas. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, but Mittens is like this super confident sort of cat that just prances around Wellington and goes in and out of offices, homes, gets photographed with people. It's just a little... Wow. Little celeb. Yeah. And he looks great. I assume it's a he. I don't know. I don't know. God. February 14th. Yeah, absolutely. Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Mittens mittens looks like what they were aiming for in cats when they Mm. they did, like, I feel like the the makeup and costuming on cats is based entirely off mittens. That's that's Judy Dench. <laughs> that's Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is more great audio. Yeah. Here's a picture. We'll put it in the Pull it up on your not. laptop or your phone. You know you've got it near you. Um, so, yeah, someone just picked up Mittens because Mittens is all about town. Like, Mittens is never lost, you know. If you see Mittens on the street, it's just doing its job. But someone picked up Mittens and, like, took him to their flat. <laughs> that's inevitable but also totally fucked up okay. February 15th for them mm. so they were they were witnessed uh, and then I guess social media did its thing and someone was like saw someone picking up mittens putting them in a car him or her and, and everyone went crazy and then um, and then mittens was returned to I don't know where the streets uh, and, and the perpetrators apologised is this a don't fuck with mittens situation <laughs> it's very much a don't fuck with mittens situation um yeah, so they returned it. They felt bad, intense remorse, I guess. I th- and the only explanation was something along the lines of, well, we didn't get an explanation from them. 
But someone suggested it was probably they just wanted to take them back to the flat, get get some get selfies. Some selfies. Students? We take selfies. We're, we're, we're talking about it's young people. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> Mittens um, was awarded a key to the city. <laughs> Great. Really <laughs> leading the news. <laughs> Into our podcast. next cat story. Nero, the commuter cat, makes a train trip from Featherston to Wellington. This is absolutely fantastic. You've got a lot of Featherston bias in you. <laughs> I've got Featherston bias. It. I just. If I saw a cat on a train, I wouldn't need to do anything else for the rest of my life. I would be so happy. I mean, I feel like we can arrange that. Sitting on a seat? Yeah. Going to Wellington. Smoking a pipe. <laughs> Smoking a pipe. Tiny paper. Gambling. Little coffee. <laughs> With some dogs. Playing solitaire. <laughs> but what I'm wondering is, like, Nero Mittens... Is there something going on? Uh, what I think here, uh, what I think is happening here, is um, wired up are trying to ha- create their own mittens. Everyone mm. wants a mittens, mm. and I think someone put that cat on a train to create a story to get their own mittens. Did Nero have profile prior to this, or is this a sort of coming out party? A cat caught a train. That's all you need to know. A cat went to Wellington from Featherston. It's extraordinary. It's really good. It's really good. Headline only: Spinach can send email now. <laughs> <laughs> you heard about this? <laughs> I've not. I don't think we should read the whole story on this because no. it, it becomes less exciting the longer you read. I haven't read it because yeah. I don't want to know. Classic inverted pyramid. I think my version of the cat on the train is receiving an email from a spinner. <laughs> <laughs> what does the email say? Hey, Dunk. No, I feel like it's hello, Mr. Grieve. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually consume a lot of spinach, so it's probably going to be pretty ropeable. Oh yeah, <laughs> we have a we have a leaf to pick with you. <laughs> My number one like food hell is spinach when it starts to turn. Oh. Yeah, oh, it's the smell. So like, as soon as you get it, it's just like oh, you've, you just you just have to eat it. Well, no, but you know that the hack. What's the hack? You put um, like if you have baby spinach, for, for example. Mm. Put um, uh, like a paper towel in the bag. Keeps like fresh for like inside three times as long the inside bag. the plastic bag. Fresh forever. Wow, there yeah. you go. Can't believe because it absorbs using. the moisture, which is the which is the problem. Can't I believe you're using these. plastic bags. Well, oh. yeah, I'm pretty bad. Okay, deep down. <laughs> Look, the the real story is that there's some sort of nano technology type something where the spinach, when there's a certain level of something and it fires off something to say there's bombs or something. How good is Science <laughs> Corner? <laughs> so much there's information. Bombs? Hello, yeah. Mr. Grieve, there's bombs. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Release my baby children from yonder placky bank. I prefer the idea that the spinach is sending a, like, company-wide email... <laughs> <laughs> to everyone, please make sure you drink water today, get plenty of sunshine, or none of this is going to work, yeah. you know? Forward this to seven other people, or a scary girl's going to turn up at the base of your bed playing the flute. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I feel like are there are better ways to know about bombs than spinach sending email. No, there's not, no, there's actually, not. as I say it out loud. Absolutely, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Texas, the state, not the band, are sorry after sending out a killer Chucky doll warning. So in the States they have these things, they have these um, Amber Alerts, which it doesn't matter what phone network you're on, what kind of phone you've got, you just get an alert when... We've got them. Do we? We've I've had that. I feel yeah. like I've never seen one here. Oh, because it might have been when you just got back to New Zealand, you went on a New Zealand network. No, was there one the, then? The level four went, went out, well, level four... Has it, 
Oh, yeah. four, there was right? a couple. Oh no, I've had those sorts of ones. The the well, US ones, Amber Alerts, are specifically about children being abducted. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like and they give you information to like look out for this suspect or what have you and mm. the description of the child and so on. So this is what happened is the, that Texas sent out an Amber Alert. <laughs> I love this one so much. <laughs> Jackie doll. <laughs> read, read it. Read the alert. Oh, God. Okay. Hang on. The actual, have you got it up? Yeah. Read it. The message went out over the state's Amber Alert system, blasted people's mobile phones. It described the suspect as being called Chucky and listed him as a 28-year-old with red auburn hair, blue eyes, who stood at three foot one inch tall and weighed 16 pounds. <laughs> He was said to be wearing blue denim overalls with a multicolored striped long sleeve shirt and carrying a large knife. His race was listed as other doll. <laughs> okay. Do you have any questions? <laughs> oh, well, my main no. question is like, I like that Alex has sort of taken the real life in New Zealand to be anything that's on stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. It's funny, funny stories, haha. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think this is relevant to all of us, though, you know? It is. It, I don't know how, but. It was it, it was their testing system. So they were they were they were meant to just be testing. Accidentally did the reply all. Um, and, yeah, three times. Do you know who I blame? <laughs> three times. Do you know who I blame? <laughs> Fucking spinach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spinach is just learning the rope. <laughs> um, it's but, just good writing. And it's, so some, I mean, whose job is that? Someone was just like, oh, I've got to do a fake thing. They could have just written up, you know, you know. Caucasian, mm. six foot three, did it a bit. Instead, they were like, I, like I know. also a mm. massive child. Mm. Boring. Let's let's chuck in a Chucky. Mm. Whoops. Is Chucky the scariest doll? Yeah. Uh, oh, no. Nope. Oh, Waipu Waipu Terra. Terra doll. Oh, Waipu <laughs> Terra <laughs> doll. That would be our Amber Alert. Yeah. Tell you who else is another scary doll was that one that was on Shortland Street for a while. It was haunting um, Bella and or someone. And, anyway, deep down. I remember that. If you're a shorty fan. I'm back uh, into Shortland Street, by the way, guys. I, I'm... I'm Passively watching it. Hmm. Let's mm. talk later. Um, <laughs> huge development in wombat poop research. Have you watched this, Alex? Because mm. I haven't, and I know that I started blasting it just before. Get on your microphone. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, you've been. Oh, well, I know that this is really relevant to um, one corny, therefore all, which is Lucy <laughs> Kelly, who for some reason I remember talking about wombat poop with me at some point. I can't imagine why people in the corner think we're interested in in animal poop. Well, the the ko- koala. I know, I know, I was being sarcastic, mm. of oh. course, it's, it's our bread and butter. <laughs> anyway, so there's a lot of mystery over why wombats poo like perfect cubes. Is that something to stop them rolling away? Is it an evolutionary... Don't like Tetris. Them. You stack them up. <laughs> <laughs> and then what, build a house with them? I guess so. And you just keep going. But yeah. it turns out that it's, um, people thought it was maybe the, <laughs> like the shape of the exit. Yeah, but that's not a perfect. You know, like those kids' toys where you have impossible. to put the cube through the square, <laughs> like Play-Doh. Kind of. We should, yeah. we oh, should, yeah. we should belatedly preface this. It's not even a thing by saying wombats do square pose. That's a fact, and it's something we've talked about on the pod before. Yeah, okay. I made it abundantly clear. So the, the development is that the cubes form in the intestines, and so they're cubes, and they're quite solid then because as they're coming down the. Passageway, mm. they don't get re squished no. into a new shape. So they just, just and then perfect. they just come out perfect cubes. So scientists know now. <laughs> so much science Honestly, in this pod already. I can't believe it's taken None this long. None of this is to do with New Zealand. I can't believe it's taken them this long to figure this out. I know. I'd have thought if I found square wombat poo as a scientist, I'd be like, this is my life's work. Mm. 
I'm not coming home tonight. Um, <laughs> Do you think it would have been a worldwide mass mobilisation <laughs> like the one which got us all these vaccines just to buzz out? Stack them up, build, you know, build houses. Thought, build houses. Yeah. Have thought about that? Sustainable. Could go beyond grand designs. Grand designs. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Speaking of which, last week when we announced um, that grand designs, uh, Moller, what even, Chris Moller had... had um, being resi- had, had left, whatever, <laughs> left the show. Grand resigned. It sounded like he'd resigned, but it, it turns out that Grand Designs is moving over to a new network and they announced a new host, like, by that afternoon. Has he gone to TV? Have they gone Whoa. to TVNZ? Yes. Oh, my gosh, that is savage because Grand Designs rates its ass off yeah. for three. Anyway, not anymore. That is a brutal... And he's just loyal. He's gone. He, no, he's he's off. He's out, out of the show. And so who's it? I don't know. There's a, there's a new guy. I think he's like br- so they a British architect or something. How they've yeah. got, they're really quite ruthless old TVNZ. Who's replacing him? I miss uh, this news. Uh, another guy. <coughs> like, I love Chris Like Mollis. an overseas person. Same. I'm really, I'm, I'm hurting over this and I would like him to pick up another show. Maybe he'll come on The Real Pod. Well, also, cause maybe Discovery's got some formats that they're going to introduce and Chris Moller's going to get one of them. Mm. Mm. Anyway, um, do, can you talk to this, Alex, about Michelle Visage because I'm oh, yeah. not really following. Yeah, well, this has just come through Cornies who have been screenshotting her Instagram story. So Michelle Visage, Drag Race judge, is here in New Zealand uh, filming Drag Race Down Under. But she has just gone crazy for sugar-free LMP. Like, she loves it. You know when people from overseas find... But normally it's like something that's been forced upon them by a radio host or, yeah. you know, like, have a pineapple lump. Well, but what she's Justin just Bieber had that one? What LMP. That one? LMP. Yeah, yeah. That, but that was pure oh, sugar. Oh, bloom like that half a T-shirt. Yeah. That's probably it. Um, it's, yeah, it's a he whole was list. not happy about that. But it seems like Michelle just has stumbled upon sugar-free LMP on her own and, like, is just mad for it. Like, she puts it on her Instagram story every day. People are tweeting at her going, they've got it in the downtown. Because I think it's quite hard to come by. Someone would have... Someone would have popped it in her room. Do you reckon? I believe it would have been in a welcome basket. Yeah. Mm. Well, it worked. Jane, Jane knows the the ways. Are you in the, I know the ways. The I, know, I know the ways of welcoming overseas mm. talent into the country, and it always involves LMP. Right. And well, there was no public facing sort of introduction, okay. at least. So it appears organic. So good job. Tell me what I'm really into at the moment. It's hard to come by. The mint Kit Kats. Yum. They are so... Actually, no, they're disgusting. Stop buying them. Because <laughs> I can't find them anymore. I feel like they only launched a couple of weeks ago. Don't be fooled by the little ones that are all chocolate on the outside and minty on the inside. What you need is the ones that have got a gr- the green chocolate on the top. Green <laughs> chocolate. So... Oh, I'm put off. No. Fine. I mean, good. But yeah. that's... So, honestly, I'm like... the. I don't even like chocolate that much and I'm obsessed is with Is it the, the normal fingers or the chunk? Normal fingers. Mm. Um, <laughs> chocolate bottom, but green green sides and top, and yum. <laughs> anyway, there's also an, a, a cute thing that's happening where I think some organisers of the Big Gay Out are trying to get Michelle Visage to come, and they have bought a personal ad in the Herald, oh, um, specifically calling for her. Like we want an Emmy nominated, blah blah blah, with a silver streak in her hair. Uh, visiting the country to come to New Zealand's biggest gay event. And she saw it. Someone tweeted it. Is she her. She's seen it and retweeted it and went, oh, my God. I don't know. It's, uh, I think she seems like she would. She's just, out and about. Honestly, you just her around. a trail of sugar-free LMP all the way to the event. That's a great idea. Seems like a foolproof plan to me. That's how you do it. 
How comfortable is too comfortable in a relationship? When you reckon The Simpsons jump What down? frustrates you about the preconceptions around your generation? What was the first album you ever it's owned? It's been a fantasy series. Which would it be? What was your gateway podcast? Put in the corner. Lucky are we to be in Wayne's so long. <laughs> it's so long. Sorry, I should need to cut that down somehow. <laughs> um, I'm not going to though. So. No, I think we could just keep adding a, like a little wombat poop to it each each week. So it's the whole pod. Okay, so last week, last week Wayne's World. Uh, for those who don't know, Wayne is uh, like a very active. Uh, member of the Real Pod Corner, which you can find by searching Real Pod Corner on Facebook. Sort of, it's sort of our mittens in a lot of ways. He's our mittens. <laughs> Wayne is the mittens of Real Pod Corner, our <laughs> Facebook group, which you should join. It's much easier to get into these days than it has been for the last year. And last week we talked about pooing and weeing or something. something. <laughs> so <laughs> we're so disgusting. No, we're talking, about, so ta- no, we're talking we're about, about time on the loo. Time on the toilet. Mm. And Alex ad- admitted that you've now moved like magazines into the toilet. Yes. Mostly ones where you feature in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Wang took that and he created a poll, as he is wont to do in, in the corner, and he said, filthy habit or blameless bliss. <laughs> Read last week's pod on the issue of reading in the loo. Is this something you practice slash endorse? No or yes, simple, two two options, either no or yes. Um, I, and we know Alex Casey endorses it. Mm. I, I'm pretty sure you do too, Duncan. I feel like I've seen literature in your toilet before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, literature. Keep a stack. <laughs> I don't personally keep books in in the bathroom. I don't mm. think I'd take a book to the bathroom, but I usually guilty Denver, I have my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is what I wonder about this poll. So 44 people said no, 25 said yes, but I wonder about the yeses, how many are sitting on their phones? But also I'm wondering about the no's, the no's who have gone like, yeah, I'm getting... That's, I'm, really, that's very unhygienic. I feel like there's people going, <laughs> going you know, the, the no's are saying, I don't read, I'm on my phone, I'm looking at TikTok or whatever, watching mm. the vegan teacher, but I'm... <laughs> I'm not I'm changing my technically habits. reading, therefore I'm going to say no and look like, you know... An angel. Right. Of the toilet. Yeah, toilet angel. Well, I got news for you. Microbes don't do well. Who microbes are we talking about now? <laughs> toilet plume. Toilet plume. Toilet plume on paper is gone within minutes. Toilet hang on, when you say on paper, awesome. do you mean in theory? When it arrives <laughs> on, on, a news, on a newsprint, it only lasts a couple minutes. Yeah. On a phone, hours. But it's your own. Hours. It's your own problem, no, though, isn't no, it? No, no, no. This is great news. They've, they've done research on it. So Kindles, iPhones, iPads, much more accommodating of germs. Bugs can live on them for hours. Well, good. Good. Hi, 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 home, for, home for bugs? <laughs> well, I just think, you know, I think people kind of judge a book by its cover. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just all I've got to say about that. It seems yuck. But no, it's not going to stop a single person. No. no, no, no. So carry on with life. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Carry it's just good. It's just life. good to know what's going on out there. You know. <laughs> Kia ora, I'm Sophie. I'm Simon. And I'm Alice. And together we host the spin-off's food podcast, Dietary Requirements. Join us each month as we explore a vast culinary landscape from the gourmet, ooh la la, to your more hearty tucker. Onion dip, anyone? Everything's on the table in Dietary Requirements. Subscribe wherever you listen to all your favourite podcasts. (laughs) 
Kia ora. Justin Giovanetti here, and I'm the political editor at The Spinoff. This podcast, like so much of the work we do at The Spinoff, is made possible by the support of our members. To find out more about The Spinoff members and how you can help us keep producing quality, independent journalism, visit members.thespinoff.co.nz and do it today. This is great. Five out of five for me. It's the nicest thing that's ever happened. And that's The Real Review. Are you pointing to your Sour Patch Kids as opposed to our corn snacks? Well, I mean, I just... Oh. These are not getting any more in date, that's what I'm saying. so dusty. <laughs> Do we but, even the, want... but that one's open. Okay. So today, even though I teased us reviewing corn-themed snacks, that's Well, there's probably some high-fructose corn syrup in there. Um, also, those are expired as well, just to be clear. Okay. These are Sour Patch Kids fire. Ex- so, they say extreme heat on them. So this is... So are they, are they sour or are they hot? Why can't they okay. be both? Okay, I'm going to... I'm going in. I'm going in. Okay. I'm going to eat this floor one that you just dropped. I think that's fine. Seems fine. Seems fine. Oh! Gross! Oh! Why? Oh, my God. You get the sour, but you don't get to enjoy the sour for long. Because then comes the heat. I like that it's staged. Mm. Like it's sour, 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 and then boom. But it's quite like for a... For a a mass market piece of con- confectionery, like it's not inconsiderable heat. It's no. also very similar packaging to the regular yeah. Sour Patch Kids, which my children love, and this <coughs> would screw them up. It would be a good way to put them off lollies. What was that? Um, was it Bean Boozled? <laughs> oh, I love Bean Boozled. Mm, you sure that gives, me, that gives me nightmares. <laughs> I feel like Max Did we Ken, do Bean Boozled? Max Gann yeah. introduced us to Bean Boozled. Yeah, I was so <laughs> scared. Like I was in cold sweats thinking about getting the vomit one. <laughs> the vomit one's really profoundly gross. I miss, uh, I miss pizza roulette as well. Did you guys ever get into pizza roulette? No. Oh, no. how pizza did it. It was like you could get a pizza and then if you, you paid like a dollar more to get it pizza roulette style, which means they'd like drop some invisible... Hot like sauce or something. Scoville crazy hot sauce on it. A dollar like, to ruin your pizza. <laughs> one piece of your pizza. And then you get a, you hang out with all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I did like every weekend <laughs> for like a fair few months. And you do pizza roulette and everyone takes a piece and you get it. But it was like debilitating. Really? It was like. Like just, yeah. Ruins your night. Wow. I want to do it. It was really Surely fun. you can just do that at home. Just find no, some. No, but it's not the same. But it's the, you, it needs to be perfectly clear. Okay. So you don't know which one you're getting. Okay. What, 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 what yeah. are you rating? Oh, of those things. I hate them. Get out. Get out, out of my of face. Five. Zero. I give it a three. Bit yeah. of fun, but I'll I wouldn't want to eat the whole bag. Which is almost good. Yeah, I, I give it a three too. Like, um, I think it's pretty. Just give me the regular ones and I will oh. eat the whole bag and I won't be mad about it. Mm. The only thing is they, they sort of stick to your teeth a fair amount. I don't think that's, might, that's, not, that's, not, that's not exclusive to the, to the fire flavour. That's just that's just jelly lollies. Okay, um, we don't have a sting for this next segment because it's new. It only was born last week, <laughs> and now it's here. It's Critter Corner. <laughs> Critter Corner actually, I think, has inspired millions. <laughs> I'm just going to say that I've seen a lot of good content in the corner, and this has come from Wayne himself. The critter of the week: the Venezuelan poodle moth. Now, I'm just going to turn this around because I don't think you've seen this, Duncan. Three, two, one, Venezuelan poodle moth. Thoughts? It's incredible. Mm. Like, it's it's really, like, sort of luxury looking. Like, it looks mm. like it's a very, very wealthy moth and very on trend. 
Have you seen this 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 particular image, the little one? It is so. You need I, to... I, I don't believe the little one. To be clear, like that one's not real. The, the, yeah. There's a chance Again, that it's audio. not real at all. Go have a look. Go have a look at no, the Venezuelan poodle moth. I believe in it, but it oh. just yeah. <laughs> is is this real though? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> okay, I just fell down. Dan's just showing me a photo of a very long dog, just for the people listening at home. <laughs> Looks like my dog, but it's got like. This become a very bad segment. I think, critic corner, I think Critic Corner is going from strength to strength. <laughs> Send in your critters. <laughs> my personal email, Alexandra Casey NZ at gmail.com. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Another, one of our favourite critters in all the world. Colin's Cranny. Colin's Cranny. Collins Cranny, 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 Cranny. Collins Cranny. Collins Cranny. Now, that, early again. This no, is this has come this has come uh, from his personal Facebook. Yeah, that's do, fine. Do you want to read it? <laughs> <laughs> I've checked, and uh, that's fine. It's just it's a it's a simple three word question. Burgers without buns. Dot 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 question mark. What's the answer? No. No. I, I had a burger last night. It had bun. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. That's a rissole, isn't it? What? It's no, it's a like me- a bunus, right? It's a bunus. What's a bunus? It's a bunus. First time I've ever heard this. What's Ra- a bunus? You wrap it in lettuce. That's, but that's, that's, it doesn't specify that you've got lettuce. It just says burgers without buns. You know, in the <laughs> States, they call burgers, the patty is called the burger. And they call, they call the, the burgers a sandwich. Sometimes, yeah. And something's a biscuit. Scones. Yeah. Scones. Far out. It was a hectic, it was a hectic <laughs> not ten, 10 months of my life trying to translate everything, I tell you. Uh, burgers without buns. I, I, I don't mind a bunus sometimes if I'm trying to be virtuous. No. Like a, like a Beyond Burger and a bunus, delicious. I really don't like the word bunus. Bunus. I'm not into great. it. That <laughs> makes me really uncomfortable. If I have one more child, bunus for sure. <laughs> bunus grieve. Bunus grieve. Um, is the cutout still here? Has it gone back to its... I can see it. No, it's no, giving it's me anxiety. Him. Why is the cutout still here? <laughs> I'm going to get a voice memo. I don't, th- I don't think he actually wants it back. I think it's like a, a whole kind of bit of performance art. Colin, <laughs> check, your, check your junk mail. There's definitely emails there from Lucy. We want to get this thing back to you, for fuck's sake. Well, just, just <laughs> show up, you know? Show up. Just it's show here. up You know where we are. It's the community notice board. It is unlike us to go on and on and on and run over time, but we've gone on and on and on and run over time. Sheesh. So we just quickly whip through this community notice board that came from Dunedin News. Shout out Dunedin. Hold, that feels like too big. It's quite, it's quite big, the whole of Dunedin. I thought the whole point of community, like, Community was that they were just like little micro suburby kind of. There's all sorts of different types of communities, Duncan. Yep. Okay. Hello, it's me again. Laughing emoji. The owner. Great, 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 great intro. (laughs) And spinach is here. (laughs) (laughs) The owner of the klepto cat Milo. If anyone around the Cavisham area, Law Street specifically, is missing some socks, leggings, (laughs) he literally just bought the leggings in five minutes ago, and one glove, then please let me know. And there's a picture here of a fingerless glove, quite a few socks. In fact, there's some pairs, so I don't know if he's gone into someone's house and retrieved like socks that have already come off the line and been paired up, Um, and and some leggings. 
That's a good haul. That's a great haul. Update, found the owners of the leggings and glove. So that's <laughs> that's community notice board in action, reuniting stolen items. Also, you kind of, you've got plausible deniability, so you can start stealing mm-hmm. items yourself mm. because you've established the sort of mens rea, I don't yes. know if I'm using it correctly, of the cat. I don't know what no, that word it's is. it's definitely not. It's, it's, it's <laughs> Latin, know. I've misused it. Just say bonus. <laughs> <laughs> you've established this bonus. And... Uh, and yeah, I just think that you know. Let, let's take a closer look at the uh, hello, it's me. What, what are they <laughs> hello, it's me again. Hello, hello it's, it's me, me again. again. Well, that's a third famous cat as well of it the is. pod. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. completes the trilogy there. <laughs> <laughs> and out of here, Alex Casey. My going. Yeah, we need. Who's to, joining? And Tara Reid is going to find. Tara Reid. <laughs> Tara Reid. Wow. <laughs> Sharknado. Oh, I'm just gonna tell her to pretend. We're gonna we're gonna zoom in Tara Ward, actually. Not Tara Reid. Bye. Bye. Bye <laughs> I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. Reality check. Super excited. That we've got Tara Reid on the podcast. Crazy. <laughs> Hi, Tara. Live from New Plymouth. Oh, Kilda. <laughs> uh, by Tara Reid, I mean Tara Ward. Very similar. I mean, you, it's easy to get you guys confused, right? Happens all the time. We're like twins. Yeah. So Tara, Tara writes lots of amazing TV stuff for us. Um, Tara and I are both writing on Bachelorette NZ at the moment. But um, who better to, to, to beam in and recap... The last three nights of um, just blokes hanging out, really. Yeah. 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 I'm so excited to be here, guys. Long-time listener, first-time caller, very (laughs) (laughs) pleased. Yeah, the first first three-episode week, I was quite shocked to to discover that and, not going to lie, was somewhat worried about it. And after the first two episodes, it was like, oh, God, is this going to become one of those chore seasons? And then... The, the fifth episode, coincidentally or not, the one uh, post-directed by Alex Casey, was <sighs> extremely good. Yeah, I think, um, I, you know, all of these episodes in isolation, happy to consume, three in a row is just, I'm an old lady now. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> I really, really to, am. To, to, Time's to, running out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it feels like a big commitment. But we have, we have to commit. That's the whole bloody point, isn't it? Dave went home. That was the very beginning um, of the week. Do you even remember, Dave? I can't. Moustache, curly hair. Oh, yeah, but the, the, he ate the egg. Ate the egg. Well, he should have just gone home immediately. That was I'd, disqualified. Well, he should have gone home when his uh, his employment status was unemployed muso. That was really funny and, and quite cruel, but it was just... I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's good to know. Because I've been there, I've done that, I don't recommend it. He should have gone home night one. I loved when he left and he said, I bloomed where I was planted yeah. as, as he was kind of being ripped out of the, of the bachelorette soil. Hey, um, he, seem, he seems like a lovely man and, um, and he's, he's still young. So, But, yeah, there's, like, good surreal, like Glenn eating the lemon, and there's bad surreal, like, uh, I can't even remember his name, still eating the egg. The egg was an omen, yeah, a bad omen. It was. Glenn, Glenn with the lemon from last season, Hamish... Physically, I know. Reminds me of him so much. It's uncanny, right? Yeah. Do you remember Glenn from last season, Tara? 
I think so. This season I can't tell Joseph and Aiden apart. Either, no, I, I know. Yeah. Aiden's got a really ropey old uh, job description as well of serial entrepreneur. What which... is that? Yeah, love that. Sounds like <laughs> con artist. <laughs> <laughs> it does have a slightly con artist, some con artistry to it. Uh, yeah, they're very confusing. I do really just want her to get rid of Aiden for just selfishly, just for my own benefit. Well, also, like, if you like an Aiden type, you're going to go for Joe. Exactly right. Because he's just sort of a bit he's, younger, more... slightly better looking. He's just like a, a little bit better in every respect, <laughs> is, is what it seems like. A two for one deal. Damien was really sad about Dave leaving the house, and this just speaks to this bromance thing that's happening on the show. It happened last year. It's happening again. Um, lads, lads, lads. They're having such a good time. Okay, think about what Tahi Estate has on offer. You've got basketball and tennis courts. You've got a lovely pond. You've got what else? Hand, they, handball court. Handball. Course. They've been playing handball. handball. Amazing. They've got golf carts to run around in. They've got a beautiful pool, uh, what appears to be a chef's kitchen when pool's in it. Uh, like this is just a lovely place to stay with – 12 to 18 of your new closest friends. And there's a bit of a divide happening, right, where uh, you've got a group of uh, predominantly the, the younger chaps who, are, who basically look like they're almost there to have a lovely time with some new mates mm-hmm. and then a, a few sort of lonely old older guys who are just like, what have I done? Like, I'm, yeah, I'm sort of imprisoned in this, this <laughs> sort of weird jail. And there's no promise of a trip to Argentina. You know, there's no no promise of an overseas holiday. The best they can hope for is Queenstown. Spoiler alert. Um, But let's talk about the mole because she got revealed as being... Her cousin. Yeah, we thought sister, didn't we? Yeah. Close. Very close. Yeah. And they are very close. Yeah. Um, It was really great when, who was it? Um, Damien was like, who is this... I've never oh. seen her before. And then they do a supercut of all the times that she's <laughs> standing Terrible. within like two feet of Damien. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, so I don't think she, there was definitely a much less shocking kind of uh, illuminating mole versus versus Daryl last year. Yeah, it's, it's so much better when they, they think it's a buddy, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and they they, were, they were all looking around when they did the mole reveal. They, they've done exactly the same as they did last year. Out in the front steps, mm. we're going somewhere, but first someone's going to get sent home, and here's our mole. Exactly the same formula. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Just saves I kind of feel writing. like they could have stretched it a bit longer, you know, like really milked it for another few episodes and kind of tried to get a bit more out of it. Yeah, and, and get this intense, like them all being suspicious of each other would have been great. Mm. Because... When they said uh, there's a mole, you know, there's been a mole, and they all looked around at each other, and then she said, then Lexi said, and she's been reporting back to me every night, and they all still looking around at each other. <laughs> well, they're not all super bright bulbs, as we'll get to with that. Um, Josh went on a single date to the zoo. Nice. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I liked a sense of humour coming through, because otherwise he's been pretty quiet, but... Yeah, different friend friend vibes. You don't think them, you I don't think. think she's hot for Josh. No. How do you feel about a date at the zoo? Because we we all have children, and the zoo to me is <sighs> a chore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lovely chore, but a chore. Hundred percent. Um, um, are they they all said tiny tiny little thimblefuls of beer? Did you notice that? Just the miniature little glasses. I f- was terrified for a moment when they sat down for their meal, that they were just 
going to be eating strawberries. There was just a bowl of strawberries <laughs> in the middle of the table. And I was like, there was, you know, cutlery set up and placemats. I was like, this is a terrible meal. <laughs> Ter- I mean, yum, I love a strawberry, but this is not a romantic <laughs> meal. Then this delicious chicken thing came out and I felt, I'm always looking at the food. The, the, the KFC sponsorship is, is really intense this year. Oh, they had like a whole... Um, and oh, it was just a very a grazing, a grazing yeah. table of KFC. Yeah. It didn't look like enough, though, for me. I mean, not me personally. I mean, Because <laughs> that was actually a lot. <laughs> Group date of the kind of block-esque boat I challenge. I really, really, oh, really, goodness. really, really enjoyed this. It was very funny. Nathan's canoe was just like... Yeah, again, felt disqualifying. Like it just felt like there was no way because he killed it with the song. Yeah. But then that canoe was just so, so, just such bad engineering. It was terrible engineering, and um, I, I I don't want to swim in that lake. I feel bad that they're being made <laughs> to swim in that thing. Um, but also, very challenge based group dates. Like every group date is a challenge as opposed to. Like think, a lovely time doing something. Do you think that's what he's what, what she's into? She's she's. I mean, the the, the saving grace because there's a lot of guys who are just like they're having a nice time. They seem like good people. It's not necessarily great. They're good looking. It's not necessarily great television. But she is a really really great good giving and game bachelorette. She and really is. She's holding the show together. She's totally holding the show together. Agreed. We need to have some like. Uh, sort of heels revealed. Um, it's the wrestling use of the term heel because right now that's just it, – it's – you remember last time um, – who was the guy who <laughs> – I'm really bad with names. The, 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 he's the Australian guy who ended up getting a bob at the end of the season, which was just such an iconic haircut. Oh, Liam. He was Liam. so great. When he had that amazing Good conversation dad. with her out on the deck – and and I feel like we need more of we've got a little bit of that with Vaz, but we had Glenn, we had Liam, we we had a lot of just like big mass competitive energy that really only Zach was providing, and yeah. he's already gone. He's so. already gone. I'm really surprised production let her let him go. Yeah, I was under the impression because this is how it works in the states that the the lead just chooses who they definitely want to stay. And then production basically yeah. choose then who goes. And yeah. I think if that were what what was happening here, there's no way they'd let Zach go. No, I was surprised to see him go as well because he's sort of conflicting with everyone else and having his tanty when he doesn't win handball and stuff, which is great. That's why I watch handball on primetime TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brie, Brie, I can't remember what's her name, Thomasel. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I think so. She was she was in there, a little bit of Survivor crossover, doing some of her Survivor type. Um, and Treasure Slivery Treasure Island. Is that what I'm thinking? Is yeah, she yeah, Survivor? Yeah. Well? Anyway, all the things. Just commentating. She's great. Yeah. Oh she really had her so eye. She had her eye on Paul, <laughs> didn't she? Was it Paul that she was into? <laughs> um, and he uh, he won. Paul won. Paul the chef. Very cool guy. I I. Very I cool. I feel like Paul the chef is a is a legitimately like he'd be he'd be fun to hang out with off the off the show. He's like a real person. Like he's not there. I have mutual friends with him. Really? Yeah. I feel like I recognise him from I don't know where, and it turns out I've got like maybe two mutual friends with him on Mutchies. Facebook. Um. What? But but do you buy his? Uh, you know, this increasingly the the isolation and loneliness of Paul, as particularly in Queenstown. 
theme that they're trying to get out there, which just feels like the only kind of little uh, dissonance that the show has at the moment. I don't even know that I registered that storyline, to be honest with you. I just did some pieces to camera where he was sort of complaining about being trapped in that very lovely Queenstown home. Well, when you when you live in, when you've got a petit deer in Paris and, <laughs> <laughs> and you're an internationally accomplished chef, Maybe being stuck in an admittedly beautiful mansion in Queenstown with a bunch of bloody yobbos. Maybe he could start to have some conflict with them. I'd like that a lot. Mm. Yeah. He did a great, he did a great, um, when he had a seven minute speed dating, he did the great, like, do you need saving? It was right at the time when Vaz was um, trying to figure out. Identical. Well, <laughs> no, he wasn't trying to figure out. He's insisting. Like, this was the hill he was <laughs> I think, dying on. I think on. he should stay with this. Like, let, let's, let's uh, re- recap it, Jane. Okay. That was, I know we're jumping around, but we don't have a lot of time anyway, so we'll no. just... We'll just this, is, this is what it's all about. Of the three episodes, this was where The Bachelorette showed what it might yet become. Vaz had some speed... Everyone had speed dating time for the last cocktail party. This happened tonight. Uh, exactly seven minutes each. Vaz used that time to get into an argument with Lexi about whether or not boy-girl twins can be identical twins. Boy Can girl you twins. Have identical twins. I've got yeah. Yeah, I've got boy girl twins. <laughs> Absolutely identical. Just, can, can, I, can I say something really <laughs> embarrassing? But when he first said it, I was like, oh yeah, I, I reckon. Here's the thing: there are very very um, rare instances where there's sort of some weird DNA split thing that does happen, but it's like it's a it's a syndrome type thing. It's not right. you know it's incredibly incredibly rare. It's not what he's thinking. No. Um, I get asked that question a lot when I say that people say, oh, you've got twins, um, you know, boys or girls, and I'll say one of each, and they're like, the next question is always or nearly always are they identical. Because <laughs> it's the two, two <laughs> things that people know you can ask about yeah, twins, but they just, just ask them in the wrong order. Yeah, it's just it's just a, it's just a question. It's pre-programmed. Uh, so I can understand if you kind of think that for a moment like you did, Duncan, but when you stop and you're told, no, no, that's not possible, at that point he should have gone, oh, God, of course, silly me. Instead he was like, no, I'm digging in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm digging in and I'm going to go back to the, I'm going to basically risk the entire relationship on this, and I'm going to this go is the back. The hell I'm going to die it's on. The yeah. hell I'm going to die on. He goes back to the to the batch pad. All the guys are like, "Nah, bro, have you looked down your pants lately?" And <laughs> what what do they call it? Like opinion shopping or whatever, where where you just refuse to accept the reality of being, just keep asking mm. people until you, you know, like your kids don't do this sometimes with parents. Like they don't like the the decision that's been handed down by one, they go to the other. But he is just taking it everywhere with him, just hoping that at some point someone's going to buy it. And it seems like they're only finding it more preposterous the, the deeper mm. into the, the, you know, the jurors that he goes through. And then, but his reaction is not fair cop, ha, ha, ha. No. It's like, it's sort of fury and I think I'm going to leave. I think he's going to leave. <laughs> Which is really annoying because he's the last great hope for t- televisual good times. Surely they'll roll out some some in- intruders or something. Oh, I'd love some intruders. That would be amazing. I'm so sorry about my voice. I obviously was yelling at the television while watching. I was going, no, they can't be identical all night long. <laughs> <laughs> and I've since lost my voice. But um, I think I feel I don't have any inkling of anything that happens on the show for the rest of the season. But I feel like there's a really good chance Vaz will leave over this because he's just like just ego for ego reasons. And yeah. he's been embarrassed. He's been embarrassed in front oh. of Lexi. He's been embarrassed in front of the lads. It's clear that he, he and Lexi don't have a connection of any sort. And I think this might just be the 
the twins that broke the Vaz's bag. <laughs> what do you think, Tara? You think he's going to stick around? Like, what that... oh, I think they could maybe tempt him with like a one-on-one date in the next episode or something. Like, he is the main point of drama. He's always got his shirt off. You know, like the house would be pretty dull without him. But I like his commitment to the identical twin thing. I, you know, like stick to it. Don't don't back down, Vaz. Go the whole way. I definitely sometimes employ that method of um, if I can just be the loudest, strongest voice in the room, perhaps I can convince other people and no one will Google this. And maybe that's just what he was going for. Seems fine, yeah. Um, he also is the only person who said, you don't need to go, a passport to go to Queenstown, do you? And I think, <laughs> feel like that's someone to keep on the show. <laughs> yeah, and he's got three passports already in the bio. He had three passports. Amazing. Oh, no wonder he's confused. <laughs> do you think that he means three stamps in his passport? <laughs> <laughs> One for Queenstown. <laughs> I, I find, yeah, I, he, he strikes me as the kind of person who's just been, he's been six foot eight, chiseled and really good looking, I'm assuming, his whole life. And, and you know, it's a very sort of bubble boy kind of thing where that, that has meant that he's had a particular range of experiences. Basically, people are just have nodded and smiled at anything he said, and he's he's enjoyed that. He goes on a, on a show where a there's a bunch of other good looking people, and b this is the really important thing is that Lexi just does not seem mm. to find him interesting or attractive, and he's like, "What? Look at all this. This <laughs> is the best stuff. What's wrong with? You? I'm just going to leave." That that sort of seems to be where we're at, and that's sort of my theory of it. I also have this uh, take that perhaps he's really ashamed that it's not working out for him. This is his second go on, like, Love Reality TV. How funny was it when he did that? Yeah. Well, I was just – I was so young when I went on uh, Heartbreak Island when I was 24. And I'm now, now I'm 26 and, you know, I've seen a few th- It's just like, mate, you're yes. exactly the same person on a near-identical show. And in that time as well, we had basically had a year of lockdowns. So yeah. – <laughs> <laughs> you really, there's nothing has been happening between the two. Well, no, he's got a new name now. Yeah, his surname. Yeah. <laughs> Same name, just a different order. Um, let's not forget that the lovely, uh, our intrepid travel blogger, Hamish, got to go to Waiheke for a, a lovely date um, where they did the zip lining racing. And. Just terrifying. Stunts this whole episode, like the oh. like oh, that swing. Well, that just swing. Exhausting. Oh, sorry to jump back. To no, no, that's okay. I just wanted to talk about the cheese. Uh, yeah, that was. That was oh tough. yes. How much do you like cheese? I like cheese. I'm not a weirdo. Never <laughs> a true word. Yeah, good call. Thank you. <laughs> give him, give him the final rose. Hamish, because he looks like Glenn, I think we all just assumed that he was just making up numbers. But he, they seem to have like a, a proper little vibe going. He giggles so much. He's constantly giggling. I mean, He's the Lexi. Not the Lexi, sorry, the Lucina of this year's bunch. She was a giggler. He's, he's a giggler. Can you imagine? They've been quite relaxed together. Oh, I they think, did. Yeah. yeah, and but she's she's he's also like besties with uh, with Joe, who's her other Lexi's other sort of front runner. Are they besties? I mean, Hamish thinks they are. So certainly, that's what. But then he's also kind of ragging on them the whole time. I, I think they know each other, and that they've sort of whipped that up into a pair of besties. Hey Tara, Smooth criminals. Tara, as someone who watches, <laughs> as someone who watches the US Bash, does it bother you? We don't see date cards. We don't oh, see that moment. It's a bit of glamour, isn't it? It is. Yeah, and it's the anticipation over 
the handwriting and and the lovely message that's going to be inside and all the names and things. Like let's let's um swings and roundabouts in our future or something, and then they go and do yeah. a, big, a big swing. Oh. Then they'll sit and guess what's it going to be. We go to a playground. It's poetry. I oh, love it. you're going to swing off a giant <laughs> fucking bridge that into a just, canyon. Like I don't want to do that. Like that made me feel quite. Yeah, and and also Marcus, who was barely there in last season's Bachelorette, just being such a present part of it, and, and having all this advice. Like you were just completely invisible. How do, how have you got any advice for Todd, who's obviously like really good? Yeah, and also um, he was making on Lexi. That was quite amazing. <laughs> I thought like it would be kind of a cool uh, a cool turn of events if they if she just invited him to join the cast at that point. It's happened yeah, in the intruder. US Bachelor before. Uh, well, was it Nick, Nick Vial? Yeah, that was bumped into involved. bumped into Caitlin outside a comedy club, and then she she invited what him to join the cast, and uh, and he he got top two. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the baby challenge. The baby. Challenge. Oh, the baby challenge. <laughs> the, <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I've never seen wind strong enough to blow over a, va- a full vase just constantly. I think there was no water in the vases, and that was the problem. So, no. the, the, like, put some water in the vases. It was it was a very first funny rule challenge. of parenting. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, don't drop the baby and the table and everything on it. What amazed me about this challenge is how much she clearly is not into Jake. Poor old Jake, because he definitely won. He the challenge. definitely won that challenge. Like Aww. without a shadow of a doubt, he won that challenge. And he's so nice when um, Zach went home. He said, "Never stop being you, bro." I thought, oh. That's so nice. I mean, he is the poor man's Quinn, right? And they kind of they they did a whole montage of that. Yeah, yeah, but but he's he's also he's a, he's a sweet dude. I think the one thing I would say, like a small knock on on Lexi, is that when she's not interested, she does not even bother to to pretend. Like so, having won that challenge but not been given the victory, he then somehow beat like Spider Man Jack up the uh, up the wall to 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 win uh, a date with her. And she was just like, mate, can you just go? And Yeah, you go this way, I'll go this way at the end of the, oh, the one-on-one so time. Bleak. That was one of the darkest dates. Yeah. It was awful. Heartbreaking. Um, I, just on Jack, I love him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's just, all. Just, just like physically. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. That's fair. So... That's all. <laughs> I don't know how Jack beat him up a wall because Jack was, was born to do rock climbing. Jack, <clears throat> Jack, you could actually physically see a moment where Jack um, physically – I can't – I'm lost for words. <laughs> oh, Sorry, Jack. <laughs> we need to get Jack on the pod. This would be very no, funny. No, no. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely TV not. Dead, if you're listening. No, can't happen. Jack on the pod. Nope. Anyway, he lost his footing at one point. Like both of his little yeah. – his dangly legs were dangling around and he couldn't get – oh. and that was when – when Jake got away. I have to finish this podcast. I can't even talk. <laughs> Thank you, Tara. Thanks, oh, Tara. Thank you, Tricia. Thanks, guys. We, uh, I think we, we, we leave off with the, with the cocktail party ahead of the next rose ceremony, so we'll be looking forward to that uh, come next week for our three television hours of Bachelor NZ. Thanks, Tara. Thank you, Tara. Thanks, Duncan. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank, Thank you, you Jonathan. everyone who's listened. Like and subscribe. Do a dab for old time's sake. Make sure you write us an iTunes review and share this podcast with literally everyone you know. Bye. Bye.
Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Kia ora e te iwi, te aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.